1 Corinthians chapter 5. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and such sexual immorality as is not even named among the Gentiles, that one has his father's wife. You are arrogant, and did not mourn instead that he who had done this deed might be removed from among you. For I most certainly, as being absent in body but present in spirit, have already, as though I were present, judged him who has done this thing. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you were gathered together with my spirit in the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, you are to deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast leavens the whole lump? Purge out the old yeast, that you may be a new lump, even as you are unleavened. For indeed, Christ our Passover has been sacrificed in our place. Therefore, let's keep the feast, not with old yeast, neither with the yeast of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in my letters to have no company with sexual sinners, yet not at all meaning with the sexual sinners of this world, or with the covetousness and extortionist, or with idolaters, for then you would have to leave the world. But as it is, I wrote to you not to associate with anyone who is called a believer who is a sexual sinner, or covetous, or an idolater, or a slanderer, or a drunkard, or an extortionist, don't even eat with such a person. For what do I have to do with also judging those who are outside? Don't you judge those who are within? But those who are outside, God judges. Put away the wicked from among yourselves. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 Dare any of you, having a matter against their neighbor, go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Don't you know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Don't you know that we will judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then you have to judge things pertaining to this life, do you set them to judge who are of no account in the assembly? I say this to move you to shame. Isn't there even one wise one among you who would be able to decide between their siblings? But sibling goes to law with sibling and that before unbelievers. Therefore, it is already altogether a defect in you that you have lawsuits with one another. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be defrauded? No, but you yourselves do wrong and defraud and that against your siblings. Or don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom? Don't be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor the sexual exploiters, nor the pornographic, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor extortionists will inherit God's kingdom. Some of you were such, but you were washed, you were sanctified, 
You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and in the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of anything. Foods for the belly and the belly for foods, but God will bring to nothing both it and them. But the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Now God raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Don't you know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? May it never be. Or don't you know that the one who is joined to a prostitute is one body? For the two, says the Lord, will become one flesh. But the one who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a person does is outside the body, but the one who commits sexual immorality sins against their own body. Or don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 1 Corinthians 7 Now concerning the things about which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. But because of sexual immoralities, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. Let the husband give his wife the affection owed her and likewise also the wife her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise also... The husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Don't deprive one another, unless it is by consent for a season, that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and may be together again, that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. But I say this by way of concession, not of commandment. Yet I wish that all people were like me, However, each one has their own gift from God, one of this kind and another of that kind. But I say to the unmarried and to widows, it is good for them if they remain even as I am. But if they don't have self-control, let them marry. For it's better to marry than to burn with passion. But to the married I command, not I by the Lord, that the wife not leave her husband, but if she departs, Let her remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband, and that the husband not leave his wife. But to the rest I, not the Lord, say that if any brother has an unbelieving wife and she is content to live with him, let him not leave her. The woman who has an unbelieving husband and he is content to live with her, let her not leave her husband. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified in the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified in the husband. Otherwise your children would be unclean, but now they are holy. Yet if the unbeliever departs, let there be separation. The brother or the sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God has called us in peace. For how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband, or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? 
Only as the Lord has distributed to each one, as God has called each, so let them walk. So I command in all the assemblies. Was anyone called having been circumcised? Let them not become uncircumcised. Has anyone been called in uncircumcision? Let them not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing, but what matters is keeping God's commandments. Let each one stay in that calling in which they were called. Were you called being a bondservant? Don't let that bother you. But if you get an opportunity to become free, use it. For the one who was called in the Lord being a bondservant is the Lord's free one. Likewise, the one who was called being free is Christ's bondservant. You were bought with a price. Don't become bondservants of people. Siblings, let each one, in whatever condition they were called, stay in that condition with God. Now, concerning virgins, I have no commandment from the Lord, but I give my judgment as one who has obtained mercy from the Lord to be trustworthy. Therefore, I think that because of the distress that is on us, it's good for a person to remain as they are. Are you bound to a spouse? Don't seek to be freed. Are you freed from a spouse? Don't seek a spouse. But if you marry, you have not sinned. If a virgin marries, they have not sinned. Yet such will have oppression in the flesh, and I want to spare you. But I say this, brothers and sisters, the time is short. From now on, both those who have spouses may be as though they had none, and those who weep as though they did not weep and those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice, and those who buy as though they did not possess, and those who use the world as not using it to the fullest, for the mode of this world passes away. But I desire to have you to be free from cares. The one who is unmarried is concerned for the things of the Lord, how they may please the Lord. But the one who is married is concerned about the things of the world, how they may please their spouse. There is also a difference between a spouse and a virgin. The unmarried cares about the things of the Lord that they may be holy both in body and in spirit. But the one who is married cares about the things of the world, how they may please their spouse. This I say for your own benefit, not that I may ensnare you, but for that which is appropriate, and that you may attend to the Lord without distraction. But if anyone thinks that they are behaving inappropriately towards their fiancé, if they are past the flower of the age, and if needs so require, let them do what they desire. They don't sin. Let them marry. But the one who stands steadfast in their heart, having no urgency, but has power over their own will and has determined in their own heart to keep their own virginity does well. So then the one who gives their own virginity in marriage does well, and the one who does not give their virginity in marriage does better. A spouse is bound by law for as long as their spouse lives. But if the spouse is dead, they are free to be married to whomever they desire only in the Lord. But they are happier if they stay as they are in my judgment. And I think that I also have God's Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 
Now, concerning things sacrificed to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. But if anyone thinks that they know anything, they don't yet know as they ought to know. But anyone who loves God is known by God. Therefore, concerning the eating of things sacrificed to idols, we know that no idol is anything in the world, and that there is no other God but one. For though there are things that are called gods, whether in the heavens or on the earth, as there are many gods and many lords, yet to us there is one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we for him, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and we live through him. However, that knowledge is not in all people. But some with consciousness of an idol until now eat as of a thing sacrificed to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. But food will not commend us to God. For neither if we don't eat are we the worse, nor if we eat are we the better. But be careful that by no means does this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to the weak. If someone sees you who have knowledge sitting in an idol's temple, won't their conscience, if they are weak, be emboldened to eat things sacrificed to idols? And through your knowledge, the one who is weak perishes, the sibling for whose sake Christ died. Thus, sinning against the believers and wounding their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food causes my sibling to stumble, I will eat no meat forevermore that I don't cause my sibling to stumble. Mm-hmm.